<clears throat> Today we're going to take a look at a scripture that um, is one that can be difficult to understand. And I'm going to read it for you. It comes from the book of Mark in chapter 4. And it says this. It says, Late that day he said to them, Let's go across to the other side. They took him in the boat as he was. Other boats came along, and a huge storm came up. Waves poured into the boat, threatening to sink the boat. And Jesus was in the stern, his head on a pillow. He was sleeping. They aroused him, saying, Teacher, teacher, is, is it nothing to you that we're going to drown? Well, awake now, Jesus told them, he said, Don't worry. Jesus said to the wind, he said, to pipe down and be quiet and to the waves to stop. The wind ran out of breath and the sea became as smooth as glass. And Jesus reprimanded the disciples. Why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith at all? They were in absolute awe and staggered. Who is this anyway, they asked, that the wind and the sea are at his beck and call? You know, this particular scripture story reminds us that uh, Jesus is not only God in incarnate in flesh, but also Jesus, you know, as being God, is in control of all of the elements that you and I face, all of the things that we go through in life. The disciples, though, they would have been taught that in God they can always trust. Now, this would have been passed down to them through the, you know, teachings of the family, uh, the teachings that they would have heard at the temple. Um, they would have been hearing from their early on youth years. They would have learned that in God, they can always trust. Now, here's a situation where the disciples are in a boat with this person who claims to be the son of God, and yet they're filled with fear and anxiety. They're not really trusting in who God is. I want you to picture and put yourself in the same scenario. Now, I don't know if you have ever been in a boat, you know, out in the middle of a storm. I know I have, and it's a pretty scary thing, you know, because you, you don't have control. The wind and the waves are going crazy. The boat's tossing all over the place. And you just don't have control. You're, you're kind of at its, at its whim. And it's a scary place to be. These guys were in the same spot. And yet this one that they were trusting in, he's laying in the back with his head on a pillow, sleeping away. How comforting is that? You know, the key here is not that Jesus was simply asleep in the back of the boat but that he was sleeping on a cushion. You see, this was a planned event. Jesus, he grabbed this cushion, this pillow, and decided that he was going to take a little nap while they were going from one side of the lake to the other side of the lake. This was planned, and I think Jesus used this as an opportunity to let the disciples really kind of look inside themselves to see how deep their faith was. You know, they're traveling with Jesus. They're going to the other side. They've seen the miracles. They've heard the teachings. And Jesus said, let's go over there. 
And regardless of what comes their way, they should have trusted in him, don't you think? Yeah, we all we all would say, well, I would have, you know, but would we really? You know, I, I showed a, a video during our, um, our in-person worship this morning, and it was a video of Simone Biles. You know, we've all seen her and read the news articles and things lately about how she had the twisties and she pulled herself out of some of the competitions. Well, having a daughter that's a gymnast, I've come to, to understand over the years that when you're in the air and you can't tell where your body is in relationship to the ground, that's a scary place to be. That's how accidents traumatic accidents happen. That's how gymnasts and, and uh, people like that become paralyzed when they miss, you know, the, the landing or they hit the floor, you know, when it's unexpected or whatever. Uh, so Simone Biles was having an experience with the twisties, they called it, where she couldn't tell where she was as she was flipping around in the air. And she backed out of the competition because she didn't want to hurt herself. She also didn't want to hurt, you know, the USA's opportunity to win uh, a medal as a team and so forth. She understood what anxiety was all about. I think it was the same kind of anxiety on the boat that day with Jesus and the disciples. I think they were scared to death. I think they realized that if something doesn't change, if they don't look at this and, and respond appropriately, then this is going to end very, very badly. You know, the end of the story, I like it very much because it says that they became very much afraid. You know, they were scared of the storm. And then they saw Jesus and they saw what Jesus did. And then they got really scared. What manner of man is this, the scriptures tell us? Who is this, you know, that can control the wind and the waves at simply his beck and call, you know, by simply his will? I think that scared them very much to realize that, you know, Jesus not only healed people, but all of this was at his fingertips. You know, I think if we look at this story it's one where we should realize that God is the foundation and is building a foundation in our life through experiences so that we can be rock solid when it comes to our faith and who Jesus is. One thing I don't want anyone to, to gather from this story or to mis is to misunderstand this one point. And just because they woke Jesus up and he fixed the problem, it doesn't mean that every time we have a problem or we go through a storm in life and we wake Jesus up, that he's going to fix our problem. It doesn't mean that at all. Look at the Apostle Paul. The man was, you know, flogged several times. He was shipwrecked numerous times. Uh, he was chased out of towns and villages. He was uh, stoned. I mean, you name it, this man went through tremendous trials and tremendous storms. And I'm sure the whole time he was probably praying his heart out. But it doesn't mean that Jesus was just woken up all of a sudden and going to fix the problems for him. No. 
You see, faith tells us that sometimes Jesus might fix those problems. But I think like the instant on the boat when Jesus calmed the storm and the wind and the waves, I think it was his opportunity to make these guys wake up and say, hey, look at how little a faith you have. I think Paul was growing in his faith. I think the disciples that day on the boat were growing in leaps and bounds of their faith. You know, I read an article this morning, actually, and it talked about how in this century, in the last 100 years that have passed, there have been approximately 100,000 people in the world that have died for their faith in Jesus Christ under tremendous persecution. Now, certainly during the trials that those thousands of people experienced, Jesus didn't just wake up and calm the storm. We have to remember that part of the foundation of faith in who Jesus is is also understanding that sometimes we go through the storm, you know, resting on and relying on his strength and his wisdom and his guidance in order to get us to the other shore, to get us to the end of the storm. We have to remember that, you know, faith in Jesus doesn't always eliminate. Sometimes it means we have to endure and we have to go through. And that's okay. Because the goal that Jesus has for us is that we might grow in our love and our understanding of who he is and trust in him more and more and more. You know, I've always said, if, if Joe was to enter the kingdom of heaven exactly like I am today, I probably still would not make all of the right choices. So my faith in who Jesus is, my faith in my understanding of God and God's plan needs to continue to grow. I firmly believe that's part of the reason I'm still here. I have a story I want to share with you, and it's a true story. There was a pastor and his wife who... After many years of service and dedication, uh, they had saved their money and they wanted to go on a nice cruise. So they did. They planned this cruise and they got their tickets and traveled and they got to the cruise and they got on board the ship and everything was just beautiful, just really, really nice. And all of a sudden one day the weather started to turn and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And the next thing you know, this little this cruise ship, almost said little ship. No, this cruise ship uh, was bouncing around in the waves. I mean, there was you know things going from one side of the boat to the other side of the boat. The pianos were rolling all. I mean, it was a mess. This boat was being tossed and turned. Well, the pastor's wife was really really upset, so he calls the. Uh, he calls up front for the captain, and of course, uh, the person that answered the phone says to her, says, well, I'm sorry, but the captain is busy with the storm and all. And she said, well, I want to lodge a complaint. I want him to know that I'm very disappointed in him for letting us come into this storm and to get involved with this storm. I mean, he could have, you know, he could have avoided this whole thing. And the guy says, okay, I'll make sure we relay that information to the captain, and, and okay. Well, it was about 10 minutes later, and someone called back, and it was the captain's assistant. And he said to her, he says, ma'am, I talked to the captain, and he wanted me to relay some information to you. 
he said, this is what he said. He says, first of all, tell her to go to sleep because I'm going to stay up all night and there's no sense in both of us being awake. And then the, the captain's assistant said, the second thing is, this ship was built with this storm in mind. Long before we ever hit this storm, we knew that this day would come. We knew that there was going to be a day when we would face nature at its most vicious level. So way back when we were putting the boat together, we contemplated this moment. And the boat was constructed in such a way that on whatever day this storm came, it might be inconvenient, it might be irritating and aggravating and exacerbating, and it could be traumatic to go through. But what you need to remember and what you need to know is that we considered all of this when this boat was constructed. So while the storm is bad, the boat is better. You know, it's, it's, it's very much the same way in regards to our particular life, in our lives, in our faith. We're going to go through the storms. Sometimes Jesus will be there to calm the storms. Sometimes Jesus will be there to give us the, the strength and the wisdom and the guidance that we need to go through the storm and to build our faith while we're going through the storm. And we have to remember that that's just part of life. That's just part of life. Storms are always going to come. But with faith in God, he will always be there to get us through the storm. Now, I realize that many of those people that were martyred for their faith that I spoke about earlier probably prayed just as hard as the disciples were that night, or maybe that, that pastor and his wife were on that cruise ship that night. And yet the storms weren't taken away. They ended up dying for their faith. You see, we have to remember that God is in control. God's desire is that you and I would grow tremendously in the amount of trust and faith that each one of us has in our life. I'm, I'm dealing with a situation currently where there's a woman of faith from my church uh, who is in hospice and she's dying. And she told me two days ago, she says, I, I'm ready to go. You know, if this is my moment and this is when I'm going to pass from this life into the next one, she said, I'm ready. I want to go and meet Jesus. You know, what, a, what an inspiration to see the level of faith that she has in the moments before she passes away. I'm going to go visit her this morning. I'm not even sure if she's still with us. I want everyone to remember the storm that Jesus brought the disciples through. At that time, the right thing for him to do was to save them. But Jesus doesn't always save us. Many times he builds our faith and gives us the strength that we need in order to endure what this world will throw at us as we prepare for the next. I want to thank you all for joining me. Uh, don't forget to check out the toughquestionsforgod.org website. And also we put out a daily inspiration and you can receive that by email. If you'd like, go on the website and check it out and sign up. Thanks, and God bless.
Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church, where we challenge our faith with some of the most difficult issues. Tough Questions for God is available on Facebook Live, Sundays at 11.30 a.m., or go on our website at toughquestionsforgod.org and just follow the links on the homepage for YouTube or via podcast. Thanks for joining, and don't forget to like and share. God bless.